Hi, it's Jonathan Pryke and Alex Dayant from the Lowy Institute here. We both work in the Pacific Islands program here at the Lowy Institute. I'm the director. Alex is the, a research fellow and head of our Pacific Aid Map project, which we're here to talk to you about today. So, Alex, uh, let's just jump straight in. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about the Pacific Aid Map, which is you know a feature research product of the Pacific Islands program, and um, and what it's what it's designed to to uh, to do. Yeah, well, thanks, Jeno. Uh, the, the Pacific Aid Map is a DFAT-funded project that traces aid flows from the international community to uh, to the Pacific. And so we cover 64 development partners involved in the Pacific. We, we covered 38, more than 38,000 projects and activities and more than actually 20 billion uh, US dollars in spending across the region. Um, it is the largest and most comprehensive database on aid information ever assembled for the Pacific, which now tracks aid up to 2018. And the, the Pacific Aid Map really was designed to, um, to improve the efficiency of aid allocation and its overall effectiveness through, um, through aid transparency. Yeah, so this is the third year we've run the Pacific Aid Map. It was launched in 2018, and we're very confident that it is uh, fulfilling its, its aims of helping make aid, which is a critical investment in the Pacific, even more effective. Uh, but, you know, we, as you said, we have the data up to 2018 now, and what is the uh, the key finding from this version of the map? What is the biggest insight from 2018, Alex? Yeah, well, our, our data shows that the, the aid in the Pacific surged in 2018 by more than 25% to reach a historic high of uh, 2.9 billion US dollars, which equi is equivalent to roughly 8.5% of the region's GDP. Every major donor for the Pacific increased its aid contribution, uh, really led by the ADB, the Asian Development Bank, uh, New Zealand, and the World Bank. And interestingly, this surge aligns with the rising geopolitical tensions in the region as Western nations becomes more anxious about you know, China's growing presence in the region. Yeah, I mean, China is an issue that we spend a lot of time talking about. But but you know, bef just before we jump into it, it you know, this, if there's any silver lining to the COVID crisis for the Pacific, is that there's clearly been this upsurge of interest and attention in the region before the pandemic hit. Because you know, whilst the Pacific have pulled off this miracle by being able being largely COVID free, some of the only remaining COVID free countries in the world, the economic devastation that's trailed in the wake of the lockdowns has just is wreaking havoc on these economies. And so they desperately are in need of assistance and support right now. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see that there has been this uptick in aid, but it's still not even not going to be enough to help fill the gap of the severe crisis that the Pacific is facing this year. But, you know, let's, let's talk about China, Alex, because China is what everyone likes to talk about when, it's, when, when we discuss the Pacific. And what's going on with China in the aid space in the Pacific? What is the Pacific aid map telling us? Yeah, well, look, the, the, the thing here in our, in our Pacific aid map, that we, we show that the narrative on the Chinese aid dominance in the Pacific is actually overstated. Um, China has only invested 8% of all aid to the Pacific over the period of our analysis, so from 2010 to 2018, though it has committed a lot more. But interestingly, in the middle of the pandemic, China seems to be missing, missing in action. Apart from sending PPEs and small grants to its allies in the region, we couldn't trace much aid coming from, from Beijing. The reduction of Chinese aid um, to the Pacific could be coming from any, could be explained by any number of reasons. You know, China may have decided that the Pacific delivers diminishing strategic benefits thanks to the re-engagement of the West and waning interest from Pacific government. Or it may be uh, that Chinese aid served its purpose in the Pacific, acting as the vector by which uh, Chinese state-owned enterprises could enter the Pacific markets and put down deep roots. 
But really, for now, it is still too early to give a clear explanation to why China is not is not really present now. Yeah, look, it could also be that China's just distracted. You know, there's the world. It seems like the world's uh, burning down around us, and they've had huge domestic challenges to deal with the COVID nineteen crisis, just like every other nation. And maybe this just shows that uh, China's engagement has largely been opportunistic to date, unlike. The traditional partners who are wedded to the region by history, culture, geography, uh, like you know, like Australia, whose aid this year has is you know at all time time highs, um, and and you know the the COVID nineteen crisis is also laying bare just the the fragility of the health systems in these countries, and our aid map shows just how much um, aid has been used in this space to support these health systems, but clearly more is going to be be needed in twenty twenty uh, as they face these this fiscal crisis. So, you know, Australia has been been stepping up where our, our aid program is at record highs. Uh, just the budget handed down two weeks ago is now at $1.6 billion. But it's still not going to be enough. Australia needs to be think creatively about what more we can be doing in the space to help the Pacific get through this economic crisis it's facing on the back of COVID-19. So what can it be doing? We can look at, you know, cheap finance for countries like Fiji who, um, you know, have, have high borrowing rates but have stable um, sound economic fundamentals. We're looking at more seasonal workers getting more migration moving between Australia and New Zealand. And most critically, we need to look at, you know, we need to get this, the, uh, the planes moving again. We need to get flows of people, the tourists back into the Pacific. And that's going to really rely on, uh, as much as anything, the behaviour of Australians and just how things play out in places like Victoria uh, and our own COVID numbers, getting those numbers down. Well, look, um, you know, thanks, Alex, for, for joining me today in this quick discussion about some of the work we're doing. You can find all of our analysis on the Lowy Institute website. We write about the Pacific ad nauseum. We're, we are obsessed. Uh, you can view the Pacific aid map by just Googling uh, Lowy Institute Pacific aid map. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you.